Hi, y'all. I'm Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. And it does. Hey, everyone. This is Dave Menachetti from Y&T, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up. Hey, this is Vivian Campbell, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 441 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 441, after 440 previous episodes in over 11 years, finally going to get a chance to talk to Steve Brown, uh, most notably the band Trickster, obviously, uh, but also the guitarist of a fantastic band uh, that's got an album out on Frontiers. This is actually their second album, Tokyo Motor Fist is the name of the band. Uh, their second album, Lions, is out now. It came out on July 10th. Uh, the band, Steve Brown on guitar, keyboards, vocals, Chuck Berge, uh, who you remember from Rainbow, Greg Smith, uh, bassist in Rainbow at one point, also played with um, Ted Nugent, uh, and on vocals, Ted Poley, um, who's the front man of uh, Danger Danger. I uh, remember them. They were kind of a contemporary of Trickster, obviously. Uh, kind of that early 1990s, uh, melodic hard rock slash hair metal, if you want to call it that. But um, the new album lines, I have to say, uh, I'm very disappointed in myself for not catching their debut album. I think it was in 2017, I believe that came out. Uh, but lines right now in 2020, for my money, might be the most solid release I've heard from a band. Um, if you like that kind of crank down the windows, uh, blast the music, uh, sing along the top of your lungs kind of music, this is for you. Um, you know, if you're a fan of, you know, thrash metal or, or Norwegian black metal, this may not be your cup of tea, but uh, I think a lot of you are really going to enjoy it. Um, you know, give it a listen. There's some great guitar work. You can tell Steve um, spent a lot of time learning from Def Leppard. He spent time filling in for Phil Collin uh, and Vivian Campbell at different points with Def Leppard, and you can tell some of it rubbed off. So we're going to play a little bit of the first track uh, from that. I'm Youngblood. We're going to get into that interview with Steve Brown.
gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome the Iron City Rocks from Tokyo Motor Fist, and as many of you know him from Trickster, and we've got to mention uh, Def Leppard as well, uh, Steve Brown online. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing fabulous, man, and thanks for having me on the show. It is an absolute pleasure, as, as I was saying to you earlier. It's, it's amazed me that after 11 years we hadn't crossed paths. Um, you were you know, in, in a band that I think a lot of our audience loved. Uh, back in the day, and you're in a band today that I think a lot of people are going to fall in love with if they haven't already with Tokyo Motor Fist. Um, you, you, you and I were talking before we started rolling about how, you know, the world kind of needs an album like Lions, which is coming out in July. Um, and I have to think of, I was thinking about this, you know, with all the the social issues going on in the world right now, all the, you know, between race issues and health concerns that sometimes this, these are the kind of things in history that sort of cause the pendulum to swing with what's popular in music and when I listen to your album I think I think the world needs some of that positivity uh, you know obviously the songs were done before you know all hell broke loose in, in the world uh, in, when we turned the calendar to 2020 but um, the songs you know, such a positive you know kind of roll the windows down sort of vibe to these songs is was that the kind of the sound you guys go for? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is ultimately, I mean, look, anybody who's known me as far as my career going back to the Trickster days and every other band that I've had after Trickster, you know, there was there was Throwing Rocks, there was Soap, there's 40-Foot Ringo, there's Stereo Fallout, uh, now Tokyo Motor Fist. There's always been a high level of positivity and fun. I'm a good time guy. I'm a fun songwriter. You know, I grew up the biggest Van Halen fan in the world and, you know, Kiss. And it was all about rock and roll, night party every day, beautiful girls. Let's drop the sun, you know, let's drop the top down Panama. And I've always lived my life in that way, you know, as much as I love some of the darker bands of back in the day, Ozzy and Priest and Maiden. My my whole attitude was the sunshine. I'm a beach guy, so that's kind of the way I write songs. And everything that I've ever done always has a high level of positivity to it. You know, I was always talking about dreams back in the old day. You know, Trickster, Only Young Ones, Road of a Thousand Dreams, songs about hope, positivity, optimism. Yeah. I'm a guy who looks at the world as... You know, the, the I looks at things where the glass is half full. I'm always looking, you know, for the good side of what's right. going to happen. And, you know, and so the new Tokyo Motor Fist record, Lions, deals with subject matter. And you said it. I wrote these songs before all of the world completely changed and that, in this situation that we're in. But it's incredible how these songs mean that much more now especially the title track lions and especially the song young blood you know i wrote young blood for kind of for my daughters and for my nephews for the youth of the world the youth of today that they have they are the key to our future and the power that they have and my daughter is you know i'm so proud of her i have a 20 year old daughter and a seven year old daughter my 20 year old has just finished her sophomore year of college of course at home online but she's a she's a scholarship division one athlete she's an honor student she's every you know every parent's dream and she's a hard hard worker instilled that you know that my wife and i and the way i was raised by my parents to be a leader to be a lion to be a young blood to go out there make things happen and i think now more than ever these songs 
mean so much more to me and i think they're going to mean a lot to the people when they hear this record because this is the feel-good record of the year and no matter how messed up how fucked up your world is and your life is if you listen to this record it's going to make you feel good and it's going to make your life better yeah and that's exactly you know i I put this on for for a teenager in my car the other day and like just you know get a listen to this i realize it's not you know drake type music but you know there's there's an energy to it it's very infectious um you know the kind of music that you know brightens your day and that might be really oversimplifying it but you don't always get that you know yeah Yeah, i mean look i mean again that that sums it up perfectly Mm -hmm. music that brightens your day and that's what it Mm -hmm. is look we're not brain surgeons here you know though i sometimes claim to be a musical brain surgeon in the way i make records and stuff like that but at the end of the day we're here to make people escape their miserable lives you know and let's hope that everybody has a more positive outlook on things but i know there's a you know a lot of people who live with the with the mindset and the mentality of of a bleak outcome but Mm -hmm. you know i'm here to tell you the way i see things i think within a year two years uh we're going to be back to normal there's going to be rock shows again and i think that ultimately the world is going to be a better place for what happened to us somehow some way shape or form the economy is going to come back we're all going to be bigger better stronger smarter and healthier that's for sure and we're all going to know how to wash our hands better yeah that, that <laughs> is the truth i mean the, the smarter is, is, a, is a great point i think we, you know there's so many things to learn from the you know not just covid but you know the social issues going on in the world i think is a chance for everybody to really learn um you you mentioned something in, in talking about your daughter you know the the work ethic and i look at your career um, you know, and you had you had the dream, you know, in, in 1990, 91, 92, in that era. You were living what a lot of guys, you know, would have loved to, to have done. But you saw a lot of your peers, you know, after the, you know, the bubble kind of burst, you know, and that type of music kind of end up in some bad situations. You know, people, you know, that didn't have skills to fall back on or, or weren't able to sustain their career but yet here we are in 2020 you know you've done work with Dennis DeYoung you've done work with Def Leppard you you know your gears keep turning is that uh, you know was that a product of how you were raised or the situation you found yourself growing up and, and obviously something you're passing on to your children which is fantastic yeah I mean it's certainly a product of my upbringing you know I come from a family of uh, you know, my father was a great is a great man. My dad was just here with me now, helping me cut my hedges on my lawn. He's 85 years old. Uh, he's the biggest influence on my life. He's an incredible guy. My father was a uh, fabulous athlete when he was young. He was a minor league baseball player. He pitched against the 57 Yankees. So, a lot of my early youth was brought up. I was brought up playing sports before I started rock and roll. I mean, I started playing guitar in 1978, but I was raised. As an, as an athlete, you know, my oldest brother, Mike, was an all-century baseball and football player. So long story short, I have a winner instinct that is mm-hmm. I was born with and that, you know, it's in my DNA. It's It's been in my family. Both my brothers are extremely successful at what they do. Success is a driven thing. Hard mm-hmm. work. We work harder. You know, I, right. I certainly have worked harder than most people I know to achieve the success that I that I have. 
you know, granted, there's a lot of it that is just God given. You know, I've been given gifts that, uh, you know, I, I can only attribute to, you know, from, from God. But, you know, a lot of it comes from, again, my upbringing and the will to do it. And most of all, the love. You know, look, when I started playing guitar, I didn't I didn't have a plan that I wrote down that said, hey, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to get signed by the time I'm 18. And, you know, and then 30 years later, here I am, you know, talking to you and in between play with, you know, Hall of Fame bands like Def Leppard and Dennis DeYoung of Sticks. I did it and I still do this for the one reason, the most important reason is because this is what I love to do. Yeah. And I've been blessed a million times over, dude. And I can't tell you just what you said, how many guys that I know and um, who, who sold more records than I have, who live in, you know, don't even have a house, don't even have a bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, they live like they did when they were 17 years old. And that's that's it's sad. And um, so I was lucky enough to have. I was lucky enough to have been taught very early on by John, uh, old friend John Bon Jovi and the Skid Row guys, Snake Sable, how important the business end is. And I was very, I learned that very early on. So I was very fortunate to know to save my money. Peter Mensch, who was the guy who helped Trickster out back in the day, used to manage Def Leppard and still manages Metallica and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He told us, when we signed our deal and he and he said guys i'm going to tell you the same thing i told the deaf leopard guys and this was you know one of the greatest pieces of advice i was ever given he said treat any money that you make in the music business like it's the last money you're ever going to make and i uh, I, I followed that to some degree you know trickster enabled me to buy a house that i still live in a beautiful house and uh, i've been blessed again like i said i'm i tell this all the time in interviews and i and it's 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 the god's honest truth i truly am one of the luckiest guys in the world every dream i ever had came true a hundred times over and i'm still living the dream it's just it never ends but there's a lot of work that goes i i work harder now than i ever did because at 50 years old i'm going to be 50 in a couple weeks um you have to to stay in shape to keep your you know vocals in check i practice my guitar for hours every day i want to stay at the top level because you never know what band's going to call me and besides def leppard and dennis young there are a lot of other bands big bands who've called me to fill in to do things for them who i can't name but i'm on that list and i got to be prepared at a moment's notice to jump on a plane or jump on a tour bus to be ready to play in front of twenty thousand people at a moment's notice and i'm always ready for that Steve, this is. I remember asking this question of, of Rudy Sarzo a long time ago uh, because he's another name that comes to mind. Is when people need someone, he's one of the guys they call. How much of it, you know? Obviously, you have to have chops, but how much of it do you think is attitude? You know, people know that you know we need a guy. Here's a guy who's great to get along with. You, you know, you obviously have production skills. You've got singing skills. You've got guitar skills for days but beyond that you know when it comes down to which phone call how much of it is you know he's easy to get along with he's a you know a, a good guy to be stuck on an airport with kind of stuff sure. that that's equally as important you know i i have to tell you you know the Def leopard gig that was probably one of the most important reasons that i got the gig you know mm. A 30-year friendship, Phil Collin and I and Joe and Sav and Rick Allen and, you know, even Viv. I've known Viv 
since 19 since he joined the band but i've known those guys since i was a little kid since i was 17 years old um the 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 friendship level and the the hang level that is the one of the most important parts um you know getting on stage that's the easy part it's the other 22 hours Mm -hmm. where you're together when you have to travel and be in a dressing room together you know it's very important um and that's what you know and that's always what it is and you know look man i'm a family guy and no different than def leppard guys they all got wives and kids and Mm -hmm. you know i think it would be different for me if i was single and you know live in a total rock star life you know again yeah. you know right now i'm 14 months sober i i kind of put the put the rock and roll party side of me down a while ago and so you know that's a huge huge aspect of my life you know as far as being able to hang with people and i think that's always anybody who you've you ever talked to who knows me mm-hmm. will tell you that i mean i'm one of the most easygoing guys all of us you know pj you know, my bass player and trickster and one of my best friends in the world, They'll anybody will tell you, we're the easiest going guys in the world. And whatever it is, we'll do, man. If we were in the Def Leppard van and the van broke down and I had to get, I was the only one who had to, could change a tire, I would go out there and change the tire for those guys. I don't care. You know, I'll do anything, man. And that that's what it's all about. And it comes down to being a human being at the end of the day. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Can you sit in a room, hold a conversation with these guys? A lot of it, I got to be honest with you, one of the most important things in being in a rock and roll band and touring is your sense of humor, mm-hmm. you know, because there are a lot of dreary hours that you spend together and there's nothing that makes people light up than humor and having the same sense of movies. I mean, God, I can't tell you how many times backstage with the Def Leppard guys, especially with Joe and Phil and Sav, where we were cracking jokes about Caddyshack. You know, that's their favorite movie, you know, and so we would do Caddyshack, Spinal Tap. So the sense of humor thing comes in huge, but it's, uh, you know, it's an important thing. But again, it's about being a human being, you know, when somebody needs something. And those guys, you know, the Def Leppard guys and Dennis DeYoung, you know, another one. We've been friends for five years now. I, I truly consider him a dear friend of mine. We talk on the phone for hours and we don't talk about music. We talk about, you know, life and other things. Things, and we genuinely have a good time together. So I think that is the, one of the most important things because there are a lot of musicians who are great musicians and great singers and mm-hmm. great producers, but they're assholes as people, and you don't want to be around them. So mm-hmm. I think you know the personality issue is is probably the most important part. Yeah, I, I was exactly when you said a lot of them are assholes. I'm thinking how many just amazing guitarists who are just absolute pricks have you met in your career you know there, there's a lot of them out there because i think you know musicians all of us have an ego to some degree um and you know i think that sometimes can be what kills and, and you you learn that as you're around musicians some people are much more genuine some people you know will look down their nose at the world and, and you can start to see why certain musicians become successful you know with their mannerisms and, and the way they treat people you look at phil collin I mean, you, you delight to work with, you know, and you know, you, you something you see people like that, you root for them to succeed, um, you know, and it's great. Um, question regarding lines: um, You did the production on the album because I, I have to say it's fantastic, you know, the sounding record sonically. 
Yeah, yeah. I produced the, I wrote, produced, engineered, co-mixed the record. I, the record was mixed by my friend, my dear friend, and one of the most talented guys in the music business that I've ever met, Bruno Ravel from the great band Danger Danger mm-hmm. and The Defiance. He's one of my dear friends. He's also my neighbor. He lives in the next town over. So, um, I, you know, I knew when I made this record, the last couple records, the last two Trickster records, I engineered and produced and mixed and did everything on. Um, and the last Tokyo Motor Fist. This record, there was something special to me that I said to myself, I want to collaborate. And of course, Bruno and I, we've never really worked together besides me playing with Danger Danger. We had never creatively worked together. So I said to Bruno, I said, when I'm done with this record, you and I are going to mix this. And, you know, he did 90% of the work and I just come in at the end and listen to it and say, bring the guitars up, bring the vocals down, do this, blah, 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 put a, phaser on this you know all that cool stuff so i got to give bruno credit because uh you know he did a phenomenal job and you know basically i gave him instructions i said take you know make it sound like make it sound like a cross between van halen and motley uh, motley crew and def leppard and we're there and i think he did that if you took hysteria dr feelgood and van halen one put it in a blender i think that's sonically what you have with uh tokyo motor fist lions and you know and then the other the other the last piece of the puzzle was moor applebaum who mastered the record did a phenomenal Mm -hmm. job so and again it was a matter i knew i had i to me this is my best work to date my by far on all aspects songwriting guitar playing engineering producing this is it for me this is the top that i've ever been at and i knew that i needed to give some extra attention to the last finer details for all my fans and for the music lovers out there i think that they're going to really appreciate that yeah is it hard for you to step away when you know you mentioned you're there from the inception of these songs you know from the infancy is it difficult to step away from the mixing and the mastering or is that a skill you prefer to just have somebody maybe a little more objective do because some guys Uh, really struggle with with letting go of it at that stage yes it's very very hard because i'm also a a mixer i mix records for people Mm -hmm. i've mixed you know 20 of my own records so yes it's very hard for me because when you do when you let somebody else take over they have a different way of working and and you know with bruno and i I would sit there when he was doing something i'm going why are you doing that he'd go well this Mm -hmm. is the way i do and i got you know luckily Again, the human element being human being, you gotta go. This is the way the guy does it. The guy does phenomenal work. You gotta let him do his thing. You know, whether it's unorthodox or what you would do, that's what it's all about. And I've been in this game long enough to where you trust people who are great. You know, back in the day when we had the first Trickster record, you know, when One in a Million was gonna be the second single, I put my foot down so hard and I told the record company, our managers, and I told the band, Mike Shipley, Def Leppard's engineer, is gonna mix this song, we're gonna recut stuff. We did that and it made all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I do. Um, and my, the, the ultimate goal is to have the best possible product, the best possible piece of music. So whatever I need to do, whoever I need to bring in to make that happen, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and like I said, the, the proof is in the, in the, you know, obviously in the, in the, the album, and it sounds fantastic. Uh, you know, when you listen to it, you can close your eyes and think, okay, this this blends very nicely. And you you mentioned Def Leppard, for example, and obviously you've got ties there. But you know, Doctor Feelgood is another one. You know, and it's 
it's there. It's it's a fantastic record. It's a pleasure to hear that in 2020. You know, uh, and I I think it's it's the right album, the right time, uh, the right theme to the music. So I think you've got a winner. Um, as far as the challenges, you know, you're releasing an album, unfortunately, at a time where you just can't tour. Um, and you know that's it's the music landscape of live music, which unfortunately is most people's income in music industry these days. Totally unknown at this point. I mean, where do you go from here as a band, and, and do you have other you know projects in the work, or is is it just a matter of trying to to kind of pound the pavement with PR to grow an album at this point? Yeah, well, I mean, lo- luckily, look, we have two things going for us there's not much else for people to do so i'm mm-hmm. hoping that people and we have a fan base you know there's mm-hmm. over 30 years of history here i mean if you go back to chuck Berge and you know chuck's been in the game since the late 70s mm-hmm. you know so you got 40 years of fans waiting for this record we have a huge worldwide fan base and again i think you know the, the music speaks for itself the response to the first two singles young blood and around midnight has been incredible and uh, so I'm not really worried about that. We did have some gigs booked. Luckily, at the beginning of the year, we did two shows on the Monsters of Rock cruise, which were phenomenal. We got to play one of the new songs, Decadence, on 10th Street. That went over great. And so we're just going to wait, just like everybody else. I mean, you know, last night I was supposed to, you know, we were supposed to start the Def Leppard Motley Crue tour, the stadium tour. Um, that's postponed till next year so. I think it's just a waiting game about what, mm. you know, whenever we're able to get back, we will. Again, like I said before, at the end of the day, we're going to be bigger, better, stronger, and more rocking when this is all said and done. So I think it's just a matter of waiting till the time opens up and, you know, who knows? Hopefully by the end of the year, maybe we'll be able to do some club shows. Mm. I don't really know. I want to go out there when the time is right to when we can play in front of the most people possible and give the best rock and roll show. I really don't want to have to play shows with my hands tied behind my back, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I look at that, you know, with the artists start to do you know, drive-in theaters or half-empty, quarter-empty facilities, and I think that's got to be difficult. You know, I, I'd seen, I don't even know what stadium or, or arena it was, but they were mapping out where they were going to put people. I'm thinking that would be horrible to go out on stage and try to play to these little smatterings of people in such a cavernous, you know, shed. Um, you know, I mean, it was better, maybe for some people it's better than not playing, but I would think that would be very awkward as a musician to get the energy that, you know, you get from the audience to then echo back to them, but... Yeah, I guess we're going to have to take a wait and see on where this goes. Um, That's exactly it, man. We're going to have to wait and see. And for the time being, it's going to be the virtual concerts. And the key for the fans is to support it all. You know, the fans need to, and we all do. You know, I'm buying my friends' records and, you know, doing whatever I can, buying a ticket to a virtual show. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, everybody, whether you like it or not, the key for keeping the music business alive, our business, especially in the melodic rock community, keep buying the records, buy the virtual tickets. If it's a drive-in show, go and support it because we all need it you know the musicians the crew guys the sound companies i mean the the devastation to to the entertainment business with this covid is bigger than i think almost any other business yeah and it's so far-reaching and you start to think about every aspect that goes into a show from i'm you know your merch your 
your backline people, your waitresses, you know, parking attendants. You know, it's just, it's mind-boggling to realize how you know the cancellation of a you know a Def Leppard Motley Crue stadium show, the economic impact, not just you know to to Live Nation and you know the bands, but just the surrounding businesses is even staggering. So, you know, it was great to see those guys put put new dates out and give us something to look forward to and uh, you know hopefully 2021 just blows away what was going to be a fantastic year in 2020 for live music you know but uh, you know at least we're like you said we've got something to look forward to we're going to be stronger and smarter and we'll all be washing our hands in 2021 that's it man and just stay positive and again you know for all the bands out there and what i'm doing i'm i'm working my ass off i'm in my studio writing recording i'm doing a ton of transferring and preserving my history i'm doing all my videos from back in the trickster days Mm -hmm. i'm transferring to digital i'm transferring old analog trickster tape so the the amount of output that's going to come from steve brown and trickster and all my material we got a new pj farley record coming in the next couple months the amount of musical and, and visual output that's going to come with you know the positive side of this covid mm-hmm. it forced us to be in our houses and get yeah. work done and then you know instead of sitting around drinking and eating and getting fat you know you got to be proactive and that's what i that's what i've been doing from day one so the good news for all my fans out there you're gonna see a hell of a lot of new music you know old music that's refurbished but never been released a lot of great stuff coming out in the next you know five or ten years that's gonna blow your mind awesome well steve i want to thank you so much again lions comes out july 10th uh, on frontiers and, and we'll be hopefully uh, hoping and praying we see you live uh, before too long I think you will, my brother. Appreciate it, everybody in the Pittsburgh area. I miss you guys, and we will see you soon. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for your over 30 years of nonstop support and love. All right, Tokyo Motor Fist, the album is called Lions. It's available right now on Frontiers Records. It just came out on July 10th. Uh, As I said at the top of the show, one of my favorite albums this year so far. Really a great summer listen. I think uh, a lot of us may remember back in the day, uh, getting some of those great albums in like 87, 88 uh, you, you just throw in the car stereo this is definitely on par with some of that stuff great to hear uh, and amazing how good uh, Ted Poley sounds all these years later you know, remember him coming out like 30 odd years ago uh, he's been on about 30 odd albums too but um, Steve's chops are amazing and the rhythm section is just phenomenal so check that out check out frontiers records uh, we will have links in our show notes for this if you visit ironcityrocks.com look for episode 441 we'll have links for this videos etc also uh, you can check us out instagram youtube twitter snapchat you name it we are forward slash iron city rocks invite you also if you get a chance uh, we would really much appreciate uh, we are up for a nomination for Best Local Podcast for the Pittsburgh City Paper Best of 2020. If you go to the Pittsburgh City Paper's website, uh, you'll see the nomination process. You can just give a quick li- link for Iron City Rocks. Even easier than last year, you don't have to fill out all kind of stuff and register. You can just go and click and be done and vote for your favorite bands, your favorite venues. We'd appreciate you checking out all that stuff. So until next time, you can drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. We look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.